construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, and here we go with lucky number 13 on the uh, the episodes of Flagstick Podcast. I am uh, Jeff Botter, one of your hosts, and with me as always is Scott McLeod. And this episode and uh, the next few episodes of Flagstick Podcast are brought to you by Srixon Golf Balls. Now, I've personally been using the Srixon Golf Ball for a while, and it has been perfect for my game. Uh, whether you're looking for a premium urethane golf ball uh, in the Z-Star series, a quality budget option with the soft feel, or somewhere in the middle with the Q-Star Tour, Srixon Golf is bound to present an option that'll work for your game. For more information, visit Srixon ca all right scott wow um (laughs) now (laughs) i golfed you did and we we golfed together we we had the opportunity and i know uh you know we're going to get into a little bit more of this in the back nine but but you know this is a kind of a top of mind thing because it just happened yeah i i played golf with you and and uh and our good friend derek mcdonald uh uh from royal ottawa and his wife jenny um, love Jenny. She's such a sweetheart and she's so friggin' funny. Um, but, uh, had a great day on the, uh, at the golf course. We played in the media day for the CP women's open at the Ottawa hunt and golf club. And, uh, what an awesome day it was, right? Like, I mean, it was just uh, gorgeous out for one thing. And the course yeah. was in amazing shape, uh, for another thing. And I didn't hit it sideways every shot for another thing, which meant that the day was a, uh, uh raging a success, success. success? Yeah. raging success. Yeah, we hadn't I played. I mean, to be fair, we hadn't played in actually a couple of years, which is hard to believe. I mean, normally obviously, is, yeah. we get a number of games in, uh, during the year, we've done a lot of road trips together and things like that, but but, you know, with the pandemic, everybody being busy, all sorts of different things. So uh, it was nice to have that opportunity to, you know, to kind of be together for, for that game of golf, yeah. for sure. And, and you know, wrapped in, obviously, uh, you know, the important happenings that were, uh, you know, taking taking place during the day for the CP Women's Open. Yeah, it was great. And, and it, it was nice, uh, you know, um, you know, we did get to, to hit one extra shot um <laughs> should we just explain that now what well happened? yeah I, know, I, I will take the heat for it Scott's i will take gotta the take the heat for this one yeah. because when you when you get the cart when you're sitting in the driver's seat of the cart you assume the responsibility of traveling especially in a shotgun traveling yep. to the correct hole when correct you need to go there unfortunately <laughs> you know we started on the 16th hole six yes we started on the 16th so you hole. don't even know no i remember i remember we started in the 16th hole, played the 16, 17, and 18 on the south course. Yeah. And it was the southwest combination at, uh, at Ottawa Hunt. And after the we finished the 18th, um, Scott proceeds to drive the cart across the road over to the 10th, uh, oh boy. which was, you know, one west, um, to the 10th. And uh, we proceed to play. Now, the, the, the funny part was, had we not realized after hitting our tee shots that it was a par five and not a par four Mm -hmm. that we were playing. We probably would have kept going for a while, you know, we might've. Yeah. You know, but Scott realized the error of his ways. I did. Yeah. You know, cause he is the one that noticed, (laughs) but the funny part was the fact I'm like, Hey guys, you know, we're on the wrong hole, but the funnier part was the fact that, you know, the group behind us hadn't even caught us or it came close to us. (laughs) 
So it didn't matter anyways. We were worried. We go back over to the tee. We're like, oh, no, we're going to have to find our spot back in the shotgun in the order of life. (laughs) Not so much. And I mean, I think we were two holes ahead of them pretty quickly uh, beyond that. Yeah, not that the pace of play was particularly slow. It it wasn't by any means. But but we were particularly quick. Like, there is no fooling around in our group when it came to hitting shots. Uh, Uh, we were we were at the ball and and playing ready golf and it was just a blast though it was a, it was an absolute blast and I I finally got to hit my uh, my new uh, my new golf clubs mm-hmm. uh, my new uh, as as fate would have it <laughs> my new Strixon uh, uh, which we'll get into Woods. in the product watch later yeah on, which is interesting sure. because that is that is not on purpose. That's, no, not at all. By design, yeah. the the product watch iron that we intended on talking about this week just happens to be the uh, the new club, the new irons that I'm playing, and yeah. we just happened to play yesterday. So, you know, it is what it is, as mm-hmm. they say. And uh, but boy, you know, we have, um, you know, we're troopers. We get that done, and we're you know back at it again today, uh, getting the um, getting the podcast recorded uh, for for the long weekend ahead mm-hmm. and uh man we got a we got a really good show um yeah because media. it wasn't just it wasn't just golf yesterday obviously no well that's the thing it was a, it's a media day uh, yeah. and media days you know generally speaking you know there's some golf involved there's uh there's some food involved uh there is some some drink involved for some for those who particularly you know want to partake in that um but there's uh there's media um uh, there's a there's a press conference associated with it or press press uh, component to it and yep. and they had a main press conference where they kind of explained everything that was going on with the uh, upcoming CP Women's Open at the at the Ottawa Hunt. Uh, some people got up and spoke. Um, some special uh, awards mm-hmm. uh, honors were given out, uh, particularly to uh, to Brooke Henderson. Yep, and it also gives the opportunity in, in your case of sitting down with a few people. And having some conversations, uh, you know, some other announcements were made. And I don't know if when you want to get into that side of it, Scott. I know you, we've got the interviews with uh, uh, in the back half of the back nine. We've got an interview with Ryan Paul, uh, the tournament director for CP Women's Open that you did. We got an interview with uh, with Lori Kane, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, you know, Canada's sweetheart you know, for years and years and years uh, in in women's golf and golf in general. And of course, we got a um, an interview with. Um, with uh, Ottawa's own um, Smith Falls own Ottawa's own uh, Brooke <laughs> Henderson, uh, who yeah. was on hand for media availability as well. So we got those three interviews in the back nine this week, which is which is simply awesome. So I don't know how much of the CP you want to talk about now, but but yeah. before we get to you know we obviously can get into that, but uh, uh, we're also going to uh, have our regular lesson tea with uh, with Kevin Haim. Uh, in the back nine that uh, he's going to explain uh, proper hand in our motion. I know there's a tennis racket or some funky design mm-hmm. tennis racket that he created himself involved in that, uh, in that um, uh, golf tip. Um, but uh, we got to get to, we got to get to the front nine stuff and maybe we'll throw the, some of the CP stuff into the front nine as well this week. But the front nine is presented uh, as always by our good friends at Metcalf golf club and natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Looking for fun golf at a great rate? Save 15% when you prepay at MetcalfGolf.com. Uh, so uh, head on over there to MetcalfGolf.com and book or buy your uh, your prepay passes. All right, 
so let's get into the front nine, Scott. What do you what do you yeah. want to? Well, why don't what do we leave? Why don't we just get right into the the CP stuff? And you know, okay. obviously, we have some other news and things that we we want to talk about as well. But yes. you know, since since we're already discussing the CP, I mean, uh, I, I guess a couple of things first off. Um, you know, we saw Eric Ruse, the superintendent out there and his yeah. team and, and, uh, familiar you know, spot probably for him these days, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, as we've talked about on this podcast, you know, we had that Derrico storm that, that, uh, ripped through the Ottawa area back on the May long weekend when we were having the flags stick open. And, uh, unfortunately the Ottawa hunt and golf club was one of the hardest hit, uh, golf courses, golf properties <clears throat> during that storm over 1100 trees uh you know knocked down as a result of it so you know their team has been doing an amazing amount of work uh, like an incredible amount of work i mean if you went on that property and you know short of a few things here and there uh, if you'd never been on the property before you would have a hard time guessing that a storm of that magnitude yeah had actually 100%. struck the golf course and you know while we're familiar with the property and and we uh you know kind of know what to sort of look for and and, and things like that uh it, it's it's unbelievable it, it really is and i mean you know eric obviously was uh you know quick to credit his team uh he was quick to credit all the people that that came and helped out uh, other superintendents from around the province uh obviously arborists all sorts of different uh, uh you know different volunteers with the membership everything and and what they've done there in just a short period of time uh, i couldn't believe it i mean yeah. you know the course is obviously perfectly playable there's there's no issues at all with that um yes there's a few scars uh here and there as far as trees and, and work that's still continuing there but um yeah just just remarkable from what we saw yeah no it was uh i i i guess my expectation going there uh and playing was that um i thought that i would see more um mm -hmm. carnage if you will yeah um and i and i didn't and um you know, yes, there's some cleanup work going on. And yes, there's oh, going to sure. be some cleanup work going on for, you know, for quite a while, especially leading into this event. And the, but, but what I saw, I mean, like you said, the, the, if you haven't been on the property before, you really wouldn't, you really wouldn't think that a major storm whipped through and knocked out 1100 trees like Not you, five you, weeks ago that's for you sure you know you could see that there's there's some stuff happening some tree mm -hmm. damage maybe there's some some property work uh, uh repair going on but you wouldn't think that a storm of that magnitude went through there and I, you need to understand too people need to understand yes this is one golf course and many golf courses suffered similar fate um and uh but the significance of this tournament for the Ottawa region, this is major, this is massive because this isn't just, this isn't just about golf. Uh, this is about charity. Mm -hmm. This is about, yep. um, um, economics. You know, mm -hmm. this is a big friggin' deal for the Ottawa yep. area. So this yep. is not just about the Ottawa hunt club. This is no, it's not about I mean, golfers. It's it, not exactly. all about I golfers. Mean, yeah. Keep in mind the Ottawa hunt club is a private golf club. So, you know, they're, they, they have members, the members of the memberships have been paid. I mean, this is a golf course. They're, they're, you know, maybe they're getting paid by, I'm not even going to get into any of that side of hosting a major tournament like this, but, but it's, it's so significant to have an mm -hmm. event like this in your community, in your, mm -hmm. in your, you know, in your region, because of what it does economically for the area, the people, yeah. there's going to be tens of thousands of people that are going to be 
swarming around the Ottawa area. They're, they're not, you know, yeah, they're going to be golfing. There's restaurants nearby. There's shopping. There's, I mean, it's so to get this golf course in condition to be able to host this event and, and shuttle this many people around that property. Mm-hmm. It, it's huge. And it's so important. So, God, you know, for what they've done so far, and they still have, you know, a lot of work to do, I'm sure. Um, it's going to be an awesome, it's going to be an awesome event in August. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as you mentioned, as far as economic impact, uh, you know, the last time it was there, I think uh, they were close to $2 million or, or $2 million raised for, for Chio, for an example, yeah. you know, they're expecting targets over that uh, obviously uh, have other partners as well. Uh, health center in the, uh, in the kind of Westport Smith balls, um, you know, uh, Perth area as well. Uh, that's going to be supporting that. I mean, th- there's a lot of things that come from this, Um you know, CP's raised, I think, $29 million or given back to, to charities. And I think 13 million of that has, has come through the CP Women's Open and the program there. So a big economic impact. So it's very important. Uh, obviously, Mayor Jim Watson was on hand yesterday to, uh, you know, give the key to the city uh, for, yes. for Brooke, Brooke Henderson. That was, you know, a ceremony that, uh, you know, it was an award that was announced in January 2020, uh, but had been delayed because of, of the pandemic. But, you know, you could see the pride for, for Mayor Watson. And in, in talking about what this event means to the city and the impact and even impacting the paving on on Hunt Club Road, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as he joked about and as far as having that. But, uh, you know, and, the, you know, Canada is excited to to host. I mean, all the team at Golf Canada, they, they love coming to the Ottawa region. Um, when this event was held there in 2017, it was a super big success. And that has played into this one as well in mm-hmm. 2022. And, you know, Obviously, Ryan Paul will detail a few more things um, in the interview that we did with him. But, you know, straight off the top, you know, 10 of the top 10 players from the LPGA money list, um, you know, 41 of the top 50 uh, are committed, uh, 16 of the top 20 current, uh, you know, the top players. And I mean, players that, you know, we may have not seen here before, the Lexi Thompsons of the world. Obviously, Brooke's going to be there, Inji Chung, Minji Lee, uh, Jennifer Kupcho. Uh, Hedge and Choi, Lydia Ko. I mean, these are all players that have already committed uh, to play in this event. Jessica Corda, which, yeah. you know, again, is a, a big get. A lot of people are interested to see her. Celine Boutier, uh, tons of great players. And, you know, ticket sales are through the roof. Hospitality sales are through the roof. Um, and, you know, it's just going to be a great atmosphere at the end of August here at the CP Women's Open. And, uh, you know, it was nice to get that first sort of big ramp up, yeah. uh, you know, yesterday and, and sort of uh, jumpstart everything that's going to happen, uh, along with a lot of other stories, which we'll get to in a bit regarding, you know, things like Lori Kane and, and Brooke Henderson and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll get to those. Like I said, we have those three interviews in the back nine of, uh, of the podcast. Um of this episode of the podcast and uh, we'll get to those things we'd have a c- couple other things that we want to get to in the front nine before we even get to that um you know one of those things is uh um the tunis just finished up yesterday the alexander of tunis and uh, yeah. for those who don't know the alexander of tunis is one of the uh we'll call it the three um, i guess the, the triple crown the triple crown um you know events that are uh sanctioned by golf quebec uh the tunis is the one that is run uh, sanctioned by Golf Quebec, but run by the Ottawa Valley Golf Association, mm-hmm. and it's one of the majors. Uh, it's a two-day event, and it 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 rotates through um, five uh, courses now. Five, sorry, 
Five courses. Five now, courses yeah. now. It used yep. to be three. It used to be yep. just the uh, the Royal Royal Ottawa Rideau View and um, uh, sorry Royal Ottawa uh, the Hunt Club. Uh, River Mead and the and Hunt, Hunt Club, Club. and yeah. now it includes uh, it also includes Rideau View, which is where it was hosted uh, just recently uh, the last two days. Yep, and, and Camelot's um, the fifth one. And Joe Gall, Joe who. <laughs> <laughs> Flagstick Joe was out on scene, uh, you know, bright and bright and early in the morning till uh, later in the evening, uh, yeah. covering the uh, the two rounds, particularly yesterday's final round. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Hugo Denny uh, win in a playoff uh, over there at Rideau View. Uh, nice local present or uh, representation as well. Ryan Sevigny, uh, who plays in our tournaments, uh, tied for third. Uh, great competition, lots lots of strong field there, and um, you know the day was capped off as well by another presentation. Uh, something we've again we've talked about on this podcast, the OBJ Hall of Fame, and right. you know it was the home club for John Holtzman, uh, you know who was named as part of that class for that uh, OBJ Hall of Fame, and they had a ceremony uh, honoring him last night after the conclusion of the tunas. So a, a nice way to wrap things up at Redview, who was you know, always a great host uh, to any type of event. And uh, just talking to a couple of players, they they said they could have been, you know, better received uh, at a club for sure. So, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to Hugo on the win. Uh, some fine play there. And uh, that kicks off the Triple Crown. The uh, Duke of Kent is next at uh, Royal Quebec. Nice, nice. Um, now, speaking of Hall of Fames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you didn't think you were going to get through uh, through – uh, a podcast this close to the recent announcements for uh, surrounding the Ontario Golf Hall of Fame without me, uh, um, you know, making your face turn red a little bit, but yeah. deservedly so. Um, the Ontario Golf Hall of Fame uh, has uh, has its own in- inductions uh, mm-hmm. every uh, every year, and normally every they, year, yeah, they, <laughs> a bit of a hiatus on this one for the last yeah. two years because uh, because of COVID, there were no inductions, there were no induction ceremonies mm-hmm. uh, that took place which usually occurs uh, up at the uh, um, uh, golf on uh, golf Ontario's uh, home base up in Uxbridge and yep. um, we've always gone up uh, participated in their golf day uh, gone to their uh, induction ceremony um, at uh, at the golf club up there yeah wooden but sticks there yep the um, they're doing sort of a mass induction from the last two years and uh, and this year and mm-hmm. Our very own, <laughs> as well as other inductees, which we will yeah, mention. Yeah, well, but... I'll tell you what. Let, let's do that first. Okay. So right. why don't you why don't you why don't yeah. you lead in with the the okay. the other inductees uh, yeah. for this this multiple class so forth? Yeah. Uh, so t- they obviously, uh, 2020, 2021 and 22 were the, uh, years that they, they obviously had to go back and cover, uh, 2020, the inductee, uh, from a player standpoint was, uh, Danny Mievic, um, you know, long time pro. I, I remember him playing the Eagle Creek classic over the years and, and, uh, you know, rightfully so, you know, had a great career. Um, still involved in golf, the uh, at King Valley and King's Riding, uh, doing some instruction and stuff up there. Um, they also have a special award, which again we'll get to a little bit. They have a Lauren <laughs> Rubenstein Media Award, uh, and the uh, the winner for that for 2020 was uh, Tim O'Connor, right? Who obviously we know, uh, you know, quite well. Uh, did a lot of work over the years for everything from Financial Post to Golf World to Ontario Golf Magazine, uh, Golf Canada. Uh, did a lot of PR work for Nike as well. 
And then uh, heading into the 2021 category, we had a couple of players involved there, one from Eastern Ontario. So Brian McCann, uh, first off uh, in there, you know, won, I think, 15 different national or five national championships, 15 provincial championships, a solid player. And then John Mills uh, from the Belleville area. Obviously, we've known John quite well over the yeah. years. Um, you know, his dad was a longtime executive director of Golf Ontario as well. But, you know, number one ranked amateur in, in Canada uh, or Ontario for quite some time. Uh, one or on the Corn Ferry Tour, for an example. Uh, now as a head coach at Kent State University and doing his best to uh, kind of bring up other golfers in the world. Uh, the Lauren Rubenstein Media Award for that was Ted McIntyre, who obviously we know very well from Ontario Golf. Now, I should say there's two different ceremonies that are going to take place to kind of catch everybody up. Uh, there's one taking place on July 24th at the Ontario Open, which is one where I think most of the players are going to be inducted in. Everybody had a choice mm -hmm. uh, in going to which one they wanted to go to. And then uh, anybody that's, I think, in the builder and the media category will do October 17th at Wooden Sticks. Uh, the other two for 2022 inductees, uh, David Stewart, Menzies Gourlay, who I wasn't really familiar with, but it was kind of interesting to find out about him. Uh, you know, a, a longtime superintendent, a John B. Steele uh, award winner as far as the highest honor for the Canadian Golf Superintendents Association, uh, and Nick Genovese, which, who was a, a blind golfer, uh, which was, uh, you know, incredible to kind of look back and see his history at his Canadian blind uh, golf champion championships and uh you know incredible for him to go in uh unfortunately um uh, posthumous award there i believe um yeah and then uh, there was a 2022 lauren rubenstein media award winner um maybe you'll say that yeah I, um i, I mean to. this one <laughs> obviously i found out uh, through you <laughs> that uh that this that this was happening and and um and, you know we've been following obviously the ontario golf hall of fame since they started the induction ceremonies and we've been watching as 2000 know. they started them i think i've been to 18 of the yeah. 20 ceremonies so we've we've been seeing you know the players being inducted and people being inducted in the builders category and and obviously the uh the lauren rubenstein award um you know that that, that came along as well and you know watching those get inducted and you know, you always, you always wonder because we are in the golf media. I mean, this is what we we do. We've been doing for 26 years now. And um, you always think about, you don't, I guess, because we're in it, we don't think about being honored for, for anything because it doesn't seem like, even though we've been doing it for so long, it doesn't seem like they're, that we've been doing it that long. Cause it just, mm -hmm. it's like you do it every year. You don't really sure. think about the history so much yeah. about what you do. It's like watching you... a kid. It's like watching a kid grow, right? Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when I got your text message, I mean, I, I was, I was elated. I was beside myself. It's just like, this is so cool. Um, but uh, for those listening and watching that uh, our very own, my my best friend here, Scott McLeod, uh, is being honored as the 2022 uh, Lauren Rubenstein Award recipient um, uh, for this year's uh, Ontario Golf Hall of Fame ceremony. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Scott. Thank you. Very Thank you. very deserving. Unexpected but humbled. Very deserving. Um, I think it's it's hard it's hard when people just see, you know, what we're doing here. They see a story here in the magazine. They see stories online. You know, they they read our road trip things, and they kind of just like there's a. I guess there's an allure to what we do that it's uh, 
it's all cool and and it is and it's it's what we do and we don't do it we have fun we enjoy it and that's why yeah. we do it otherwise uh, uh as our as our good friend joel mclean who was also recently honored uh, by the ottawa sports um awards for his contributions to golf is that when it starts feeling like a job that's when you stop doing it and mm -hmm. you know for for scott um it's not so much what you see that is that is the that gra that gets me that grasps me as to why he deserves this award so much. Um, it's not what you see in in all that those editorial pieces. It's what you don't see the contributions behind the scenes to golf and the golfers for the past number of years. Um, you know, I mean, that's what that's what this is to me. It may not be by definition what the award maybe is about, uh, but. For me, that's the part that I think people don't really see or understand or realize is just how much goes into the work behind the scenes, behind the print, behind the text that you see on the screen. And that's, you know, that's why I feel like this is such a, a very deserving honor and very deserving award for Scott. So again, congratulations. Thank you. Like I said, uh, you know, it's not something you you work towards, but you're certainly, um, you know, humbled and proud when, you know, your work gets recognized. And, um, you know, when Mike Kelly pulled me aside at the RBC Canadian Open Media Day, actually, and, and uh, told me about this, it was kind of funny, and I'll, I'll give you the full story at one point, or at some point, but uh, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I, he like, he literally pulled me into a room at St. George's and I thought, oh my God, did someone die <laughs> or whatever the case and, you know, and, and let me know. And, you know, obviously we've done a fair amount of work here in Ontario and, uh, you know, uh, obviously you're a big part of that and I'm not going to get into my uh, speech today or whatever, no. but it, Save it. uh, there's a lot to go into it as far as October, as far as, uh, you know, people to thank and so forth. But, uh, you know, you just do what you love and you just do your job every day and you do more than your job every day because it's it's something that you 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 know you appreciate uh, i love the game of golf um i love doing whatever i can to help the game of golf and you know it's not just stories and whatever as you said yeah. um you know there's lots of other community work there's lots of other things um i've been fortunate to be part of uh with golf ontario over the years as well so um yeah i i, I was honored for sure and um i still it still kind of boggles my mind because you know yesterday was a great example you know, get to the Ottawa Hunt Club, and one of the very first people I see is Lori Kane, and and Lori's, you know, congratulates me right away, which yeah. is just like it's just like surreal. It is, um, isn't it? You're just like going, oh, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, in your mind, you're obviously grateful, and 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 uh, you're fortunate that people maybe recognize the body of work that you do, and um, yeah. So uh, thanks, thanks to everyone who's reached out, many people in the last number of days, and uh, yeah. Just uh, we'll keep trucking on. It's going to be a good day in October. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, okay. Um, one last thing uh, to get through before we uh, got to take a break um, sure. is uh, we want a little update on Curtis Barkley, who happens to be over in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> playing. I mean, this this guy is, uh, man, I mean, we talk about, we've talked about Curtis for a long time and, and he just, uh, he's really uh, gotten um heavy into uh into the tour that he's playing now mm -hmm. that he's participating in and spent a lot of time in europe playing golf which is great to see and he's got a lot of support behind him but he's over it's over in ireland now the weather man i saw some of his posts 
Oh gosh. It was not nice. <laughs> no, but, yeah. uh, but he's there. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, you know what, um, this is the golfer disabled tour, which is now, uh, being run in conjunction with the DP World Tour. And, you know, it's given an opportunity for some of the best, uh, you know, disabled players, as they call it. I, I, I call it all abilities more than anything, uh, to go and have an opportunity to compete on the same uh, golf courses that, you know, the DP World Tour players are playing. Unfortunately, they get the same weather as well. So, um, <laughs> you know, and, and that's a hard that's a hard part for, for Curtis, uh, you know, who's obviously from, uh, you know, down just south of Ottawa here. But um, he struggles uh, greatly as far as that weather and getting himself warmed up yes, and, and things like that. So it's a hard go for him. But, you know, he's fifth ranked in the world for players with a uh, golfers with a disability. Again, uh, I'll put that in rare quotes because I don't really love that term or whatever. Uh, didn't have his best finish here at the Horizon Irish Open, but finished up in 10th place. Uh, a, but another great experience for him to, yeah. to go over and do that. And, you know, ever since he, uh, you know, said he was going to really focus on that tour a few years ago, been extremely proud of how he's got himself organized, you know, got his sponsors sort of involved and, you know, he's still an amateur, uh, yeah, but he's sure. still got to cover off all his expenses and travel. And his mom went over with him to this one. He's had various oh, people cool. go over and, and caddy and go with him and take part in the trips, whether it was his dad, girlfriend, whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, good, good to see. And, uh, you know, he's got more events ahead for him, including the all abilities championship, uh, at the, for the U S open all abilities championship, which is going to take place down in Pinehurst, uh, nice. fairly soon here as well. So, uh, uh, keep trucking Curtis. We obviously, uh, follow and support him and, uh, we're looking forward to more success for him in 2022. Cool. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the front nine. Um, uh, we gotta, uh, we gotta get out, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we've got our, our lesson T with, uh, with Kevin Hain. Uh, we'll see what the deal is with this tennis racket. And uh, we've got the three interviews that Scott did uh, uh, yesterday, well, yesterday, whenever, uh, this week uh, at the CP Women's Open. And we'll see what those are all about. But, uh, but first, uh, we got to get out and, and, uh, and hear from our, our uh, podcast sponsor, Strixon Golf Balls. Stay with us. With Z-Star Series Divide, Hideki sees it all. See? There's the spin. And boom. That's the line. Introducing the two-tone Z-Star Series Divide. Only from Strixon. All right. And here we are. We are back. And um, it's time to jump out onto the Lesson T again. Um, the Lesson T is uh, brought to you by uh, Kevin Heem Golf School. It's always the right time to play better golf. Whether you need private lessons, a better short game, some putting help, or custom club fitting, visit kevinhame.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. Now, this episode, this week on the Lesson T, Kevin is, uh, is going to help out with your um, hand and arm uh, motion. He's going to try to explain that a little bit more. And, um, <laughs> and there's a, there's a, Kevin is known a little bit for some of his uh, unique homemade uh training aids that they're more for visual a lot of them yeah, is to, sure. to help you understand things so check out the tennis racket in this one okay so check this out the lesson to you with kevin Hain. okay golfers we're back in our gears 3d motion capture studio but uh um, my tech experts back there jake again jake you're going to show us a, a pga tour player right and describe some numbers for us yes i am yeah i'm using a little invention of mine where i drilled a golf club into a tennis racket 
to explain face position and how little really in a good golf swing, Jake, that face rotates and rolls around, right? Yeah, the best players and the best ball strikers are using the rotation of their body through impact to square the face and minimizing how much their hands are moving, which maximizes face control and makes it simple to swing quickly through the golf ball. Yeah, I would say that if you feel like you need to use your backhand to roll and square the club up, you're either really out of position with the club face or the timing of your body relative to your arms. Uh, when I swing this giant tennis racket with the golf iron sticking out of it back, you can see the tennis racket does not move and rotate and roll around a lot. We see a lot of flipping and rolling, and you don't want that. You want that nice, quiet, turn my chest, swing my arms up. That club gets parallel to my target line, the, the line between the ball and the target, right on my toe line, halfway back, halfway down, and then on the other side. And it doesn't feel like I'm moving my wrists around a lot as I do that. Let's see the pro, Jake. Let's see those numbers. I'll just keep swinging here so people can get a grasp for it. I just turn my chest, turn my chest through, and my arms stay in front of my body. Yeah, so when we look at the Tour Pro to mimic that, you can see that at the downswing 9 o'clock position, so there's a club in there, downswing hits parallel to the ground. Dead on, right? It is right in, in line the with their hands. hands there, just in a perfect position. And parallel to their target. From that position there, they turn their body through impact. You can see the chest turning, the hips opening up. And as a result, when you look face on at the golfer, there's, a lot of, there's not a lot of movement in the hands. The hands are stable, the face is stable. And as they then turn through to three o'clock, which is parallel to the ground on the way through the golf shot, yeah. we can see the golf club once again is parallel to the target line on their hands and their face stays quite square in relation to yeah, their it's arms. it's very neutral. So you can see as you swing back, you want the toe facing the sky, the toe of the club, and on the way through, you want the toe facing up. When you're practicing, everyone, try to keep your arms more in front of your chest, move your body properly, and feel like you have quieter hands and you'll start hitting a lot better golf shots. Okay, so now... That explains the, the <laughs> tennis racket, but but yeah. it but it does make sense, and and, and like sure. a lot of things like this, and he, Kevin's not the only one to do this kind of thing, but Kevin's Kevin's our guy, and mm -hmm. uh, we see a, seen a lot of what Kevin does, and and with this tip in particular, that really does explain, especially when you see the three D motion capture stuff along with it, mm -hmm. um, it does explain, um, you know, the hand and uh, hand and arm motion during the golf swing. Yeah, I mean, uh, wrist movements are super, super important. Obviously, our wrist moves six different ways, so we can get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Um, you know, it's a short golf swing as well. Yeah, you see that exactly. Uh, extension, flexion, supination, pronation, ulnar deviation, radial deviation. Um, uh, basically, uh, you know, there's a... I'm lost already. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> but, but that's the thing, you know, you can get into that. But, uh, you know, uh, let's just say a lot of people just uh, over overuse their wrists they, they do things you know there's a lot of motion that's actually happening there uh but they're the excessive motion is where a lot of people get themselves in trouble and uh you know the simplified way to kind of look at it that kevin's using with his uh unique 
club tennis racket combination <laughs> uh, helps illustrate it. And, and that's what you're really trying to do. You're trying to show golfers uh, the concepts of what's happening in their golf swing. And once they have that concept in mind, it's a lot easier for them, you know, if they know what they're trying to do um, to really kind of, you know, go ahead and, and, and do that. But if they don't understand the movements, they're not going to. So um, yeah, Kevin's device and, and coupled with 3D helps you out right there. No, I can certainly tell you that there was excessive um, wrist <laughs> movement in my a few of my drives and a few of my iron shots yesterday. I don't when you hit it that high right and yeah. uh, get no distance on it, and you just feel <laughs> you feel your hands flipping like this in the yeah. golf swing. Yep, yeah. maybe I need the tennis racket. Maybe, maybe get the old tennis racket back out. Exactly. Okay, so. Um, Time to move into the back nine uh, this week. Uh, some great stuff to get through in the back nine this week. But uh, first, presented by Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulators built to your specs to fit your bid budget. Budget. Give uh, Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. Uh, maybe get a simulator in your, uh, in your basement or your garage before the winter so that you can uh, keep your swing and your golf game dialed in and have parties. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, earlier in the, uh, the podcast, we, we dove into the CP Women's Open because we were at the media day and yep. we talked about the Hunt Club and we talked about, uh, you know, Brooke uh, getting the key to the city honor. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple other things that we didn't talk about and purposely we decided we wanted to save those so that people could hear about them directly through the interviews that, uh, that you one-on-one interviews that you conducted um, uh, at the media day yesterday. So um, we'll kind of, uh, why don't you kind of set up the, uh, the first interview, Scott, and, um, and then we'll just kind of work through the interview so people can, can hear uh, what was said. Yeah, uh, Ryan Paul, the uh, tournament director, obviously had a chance to sit down with him. I last saw him at the RBC Canadian Open. We joked he was actually doing traffic control at the Maroon 5 concert <laughs> during the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, you know, they wear many hats at Golf Canada and, uh, and many vests, apparently, as well. Um, but, you know, it was nice of him to sit down, just as we did with Brian Crawford from the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, sat down with Ryan, talked a little bit about, you know, what's going into this event, the infrastructure, the size of it, the expectations expectations of what people are going to see uh, come August and some few some more details and surprises as well as far as uh, other installations and things that they're going to be doing which <laughs> like will lead in, which will, yeah which will lead into some comments from uh, Brooke Henderson for an example uh, on one uh, installation in particular uh, one activation and uh, how it's going to change the shape and the, the look and the feel of what's happening at the CP Women's Open this summer. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's get to the first interview. Uh, this is uh, this is an interview that Scott did at the uh, CP Women's Open Media Day availability uh, with uh, CP Women's Open Tournament Director Ryan Paul. All right, we're sitting down here with uh, Ryan Paul, the tournament director for the CP Women's Open here at the Ottawa Hunt Club on the media day on a glorious day. Uh, first off, uh, how excited are you for 2022 and, and the event that's upcoming here at the end of August? Yeah, it's uh, beyond excited. It's uh, you know, three years in the making and really for us, what better place to, to come back after two years of cancellation than than the Ottawa Hunt uh, and Golf Club. It was it was such a special event in 2017 and the records that we set there with volunteers and attendance and hospitality, uh, it just seems to be shattering that uh, as we speak. So 
um, really excited for, for what's to come in August. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible here, that atmosphere in, in 2017, and obviously we're expecting more of that. You made some announcements today regarding, you know, hospitality, uh, volunteers, as far as the record pace uh, and uh, getting them to be here. Um, overall, what is going to be the atmosphere here? I mean, you've got the rink here, which, you know, is a big announcement. Obviously, players are very excited about that. Brooke <laughs> was just uh, chatting here, and she's very excited. Uh, what are the thoughts as far as bringing that type of, you know, the RBC Canadian open flavor to the cp women's open yeah i I think to answer the first question electric is is what Mm. the atmosphere is going to be and um really you know what we've we found for both of our national opens is um i don't want to say getting away from a golf tournament but but just adding to the golf tournament of a sports and entertainment property and and the festival atmosphere so you know we're getting all of it with with rink holes and exciting uh places to go and cheer on the players and get a little bit louder get a little bit more excited we have the recipe unlimited fairway uh with all of our restaurants so you have that food atmosphere there'll be some music going on there too so um the golf is still first and foremost but uh just adding to the spectator experience is um has been working well for for both our events well obviously this event doesn't happen without great players great talent we know that uh historically the cp women's open has attracted a great field uh announced today that uh the quality of the field uh why don't you give us the sort of the synopsis on uh you know the quality of the field so far that's committed to the event yeah well early commitments have been been very strong and and continue to grow so the numbers that we we say we only expect to get stronger but all 10 of the top 10 on the lpga tour money list 41 of the of the top 50 i think we're at 83 or 84 of the top 100 and and like i said that number is going to continue to grow and we got a a very decorated uh group of past champions with lydia ko and jin young ko Brooke Henderson, Arya Jatanagar, and So Young Yu, like the list goes on and on. Uh, so we have seven of our past champions, nine Canadians, Brooke Henderson, uh, Laurie Kane, and Modemi LeBlanc leading yep. the leading the charge with with a number of exemption, exemptions to be uh, announced in the in the coming weeks as well. So very very strong field and. Um, you know, chasing them is the you know Jessica Cordes and Lexi Thompsons and and all those players as well. Yeah, what's it uh, what's it like for you as a tournament director when you know you get those players uh, signed? Because as we talked about, it is the centerpiece for the event. You can do anything you want, but you've got to have those athletes here. Uh, how secure does it make you feel that we're sitting here in in June and you know you've got all those players already committed? Yeah, very very humbling, and and I love going down to the Chevron championship I go to every year and start the recruiting process. And um, uh, I'd have to say it's one of the fun parts of my job, but it's Mm -hmm. one of the easier parts because once we talk, we start talking CP women's open, the players are usually quick to just um, get me to stop talking. Like we're coming. We love it. You know, the way that, that you treat us, the food that CP puts together, the the way we treat the caddies with the level or caddy lounge, the hospitality from the volunteers and the clubs that we go to. It's, uh, it's a pretty quick circle on the calendar when, uh, when the event comes, and, and I think a lot of players were, were very, very excited to see Canada back on the on the schedule in, in 2022. Now, obviously, uh, you know, there had been some issues here. We had a, a big storm that came through here in the May long weekend, uh, created some issues for Eric Ruse and, and his team here. Um, but why don't you comment a little bit about what you've seen here? Obviously, you came, came through and had a look at the golf course, and you've seen what they've had to do in, in dealing with, you know, 1,100-plus trees taking down in that storm in that Derrico. Uh, what are your thoughts when you go out here and see the golf course and how ready it is already for for an LPGA Tour event? 
Yeah, first, first impressions coming in yesterday was just wow. Like yeah. the the way the course looked, the condition that it's in, just just spectacular. And I guess I shouldn't expect anything less from from Eric and the team. They do they do a wonderful job. But um, really driving around and seeing all the trees that that had gone down was was crazy. And then maybe where where most people playing media day today didn't go was in the <laughs> in the back uh, the boneyard as we call it, right. and, and that's where uh, all of our operations is going to be. But then seeing all the trees that uh, have been removed from the course and just piled up there, it, it really puts it into perspective of how much or how many of the trees had, had come down and uh, you know walking the 18 holes you see what's happened but mm -hmm. uh, with how quickly that they've bounced back you you almost miss some of them yeah and then you need uh, you need the members and the, and the staff to be like oh there was trees there and you're, oh yeah that's right that's right there's yeah. there's trees there too so um, they've been incredible in the in the recovery and and I guess to driving into the course today and seeing all the fallen trees outside the property on Hunt Club Road and, and coming from the airport, it, you see, wow, like it just unbelievable how many trees had, had come down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as someone who got to play the golf course today, you know, it's in remarkable shape. I, I know the players love it. Uh, you know, they, they made mention of that all the times that they've been here. Uh, the hospitality has been wonderful as well. Uh, you know, we mentioned oh, a little bit about, you know, what we're going to see here, but uh, any other details on infrastructure? Because infrastructure, you know, if we look at the RBC this year uh, and what was there, I mean, it was mind-boggling. When are we going to start to see set up here as far as on the grounds of the Hunt Club? Uh, we're going to start building at the end of July. So I think July 25th is when we're going to start our build. Uh, we had a very, very significant build at Magna in, mm -hmm. in 2019, yes. yeah. and, and we're looking to be 40% bigger than that. Wow. And, I mean, even before this, I was coming and looking at putting more hospitality on the golf course. So uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really spectacular. And 18 is always wrapped with grandstands and, and hospitality, and, and now 17 being the being the rink hole is just going to have an element of its own. And 15 has the birdies for heart, so yeah. um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be excellent. And I, I really love the the stretch of holes that we have 15 to 18 kind of looping around the the tree line and coming back at the clubhouse is going to be a, a spectacular finish for the players uh one last thing uh, what are your thoughts with how um canada and corporate canada has stepped up to support the lpga in canada and specifically the cp women's open uh you know it's been incredible as far as seeing everybody step forward and realizing what a great product that is here um does it surprise you does it you know sort of say hey you know what i knew it was that good and it's nice to see them come forward but what are your general thoughts on that i think we expected it to be good um with coming back for the first time i didn't expect it to be this good and and to be this fast yeah. so usually we're uh we'll get some buyers that are coming in late and, and trying to scramble and find placements in that but we're just so far ahead and, and 18 were already sold out 17 were sold out 16 were sold out wow. um so it's been it's been surprising how how fast it's been coming and and even now the amount of buyers that had been at the rbc canadian open in their toronto base that they've been doing the canadian open for so many years and now to see wow that was such a great experience okay cps in a couple of months we have to to be here we have to host our clients here how do we uh, how do we get some hospitality and, and a can't miss event uh pro-ams has also been uh, a really great seller for us uh, one that you worry about sometimes when you've come back to a place especially if it's only been five years where you might have some buyers said yeah i did it i enjoyed it but you know i'll look at something else this time uh everyone's wanted to come back and it really speaks to how great the the players are and and the um experience that they mm -hmm. that they put forward we were talking to some players at, at kpmg and uh a lot of them they all say the same thing that it's it's not a practice round for them they're they're hosting uh, a group and they really show that in in the rounds that, that they do at the program 
So I guess the last thing is uh, people need to buy their tickets right away, correct? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So cpwomensopen.com. We still have lots of ticket options uh, available and um, August 22nd to, to 28th. And looking forward to seeing everyone. All right. Well, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you here back in August. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, just goes to show you just a, a, a lot of what's involved. I mean, I mean, I mean, we've run tournaments, um, yeah. but not this game. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, yeah. Yeah. nothing uh, on the magnitude of uh, something like this is just a massive undertaking. And to be, you know, the guy in charge of that, mm-hmm. despite how many volunteers and how many staff and how many support you have, you're the guy. Yeah. You know, you got the TD on. So, yeah, you do. You do. And, you know, the good part for him is that, uh, you know, he comes from great experience. His dad was a longtime tournament director for the for the Canadian Open for the the RBC Canadian Open, uh, Bill Paul. And, uh, you know, he he grew up around this. He grew up around events and things like this. And, you know, he as he mentioned in in the interview, um, you know, he has the opportunity to go down and go to some of the other majors on the LPGA Tour, see what their setups are like, uh, starts to formulate ideas what's happening for these uh obviously gets everybody involved as far as hospitality all sorts of different things um and you know he'll be living in ottawa for a month uh getting <laughs> getting getting this event ready so uh, thanks to ryan for that and uh i know it won't be the last time that uh, we hear from ryan leading up to the tournament and uh certainly appreciate his insight and taking the time to sit down uh as you mentioned it, it, you know there was a media avail- availability um but it was mostly uh sort of group availability yeah uh, uh during the media day so uh we were very fortunate that we were able to have the one-on-one uh options to deal with some of these uh some of these uh you know people that are in- going to be instrumental in the playing of this tournament and it's a great it's great to see that uh that new addition uh to the mm, uh, the, the range insta- yeah. the installation uh, yeah, if yeah, you will yeah. that is uh that is as canadian as it gets it is and yeah. um that is just going to be a um that's going to be a gong show that's going to be so awesome to yep. see that uh, at at the hunt, um, man. Well, why don't we why don't we hear actually from from Brooke and and hear what she thinks of it? Okay, I think that that's a particular uh, you know exciting portion of it for her, and you'll you'll hear it in her voice yeah. as we talk about it and what it's going to mean to have that as part of the tournament. Uh, again, obviously, Brooke was on a very uh, you know very tight, busy schedule. Uh, very fortunate that obviously we've we've known her and her family for quite some time. And uh, despite the fact that she didn't really have time to do a lot of, you know, she made the time. Stuff, she made the time. She came over and, and sat down through the headphones on, which were far too big for her head, as she said. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's you know, a good we, thing. Yeah, we just had a smiley little uh, short chat. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, she appreciates what uh, we've done at Flagstick here to cover her career uh, through the years. And, uh, you know, just taking a few minutes to kind of catch up uh, during her busy schedule was certainly appreciated. Cool. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, further ado, uh, let's uh, let's have a listen uh, to the interview with uh, Brooke Henderson. All right. A little quick session here with Brooke Henderson. Welcome back. What's it like to uh, to be back at the Ottawa Hunt Club for you? Um, I love it. You know, to be back home um, in Canada and then to be in Ottawa um, is super cool. And I'm so looking forward to having the stars of the LPGA come here and to be able to show all the fans and my family and friends and just the whole Ottawa area like what we're what we do every single week and I think it'll just be super fun and and super exciting for all of us and you know to 
be an ambassador for CP and to be a small part of what they do for CP as hard and raising amazing amounts of money and making huge differences um, in young kids' lives is, is really cool for me as well. 2017 was pretty special for you here. Um, didn't know what was going to be happening when we went into that week and it turned out to be an incredible week. You know, it's been talked about making the cut barely and then, <laughs> uh, you know, setting a course record. Um, now you know what to expect coming into this. Uh, what are your expectations this year? Um, yeah, that 2017 was crazy. You know, seeing all the fans that showed up, I didn't not expect that at all. Um, and I think this year will even be bigger and better. Um, I'm so looking forward to that opportunity to play in, the, in front of that many people and hopefully play well and put myself in, in contention. But, you know, just this is... Um, this is the week I look forward to most every single year, um, being on Canadian soil in front of the Canadian fans. And when I'm out on the road every single week and every tournament I play, and I feel that love and support from home. And so to finally be back um, after a, a long break, you know, our last CP Women's Open was in 2019. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so to finally have it back um, and just to be able to, to share with the fans, I think is really, really awesome. You know, just sort of a last thing here. We're going to have the rink here. Mm -hmm. uh, I I know immediately when I heard that was going to happen that you would be excited about that <laughs> particularly. Uh, what is it that, uh, you know, kind of goes into your mind when you think about having that, uh, you know, that layout on, on the 17th hole here and what it's going to be like with those fans? Um, yeah, you know, I have it at the RBC Canadian Open, the men's event um, for years now has been super cool. Um, and I know the fans love it. And I think, you know, the players on tour um, are going to love it too. It's, you know, it's just so unique and so Canadian, yeah. um, which is awesome. And so I'm definitely looking forward to you know playing that hole uh, four times um, later this year and I just feel like it's so Canadian it couldn't be more so um, and I feel like that's the best part. Do you think you're gonna have to explain it to, to a few <laughs> other players who are just gonna think everybody's nuts? <laughs> yeah they probably will think we're all crazy um, but yeah that's so cool you know one of the best parts about playing on tour is that we get to travel to so many different places and experience so many different cultures um, and different ways of life and you know to have people come here to Ottawa which is such a beautiful city and our nation's capital um, and to have them experience Ottawa Hunt which is such a, a beautiful golf course and always in pristine con condition and then to also showcase some of our you know winter sport and yeah. what we're so passionate about um, on that wrinkle I think will be really cool and it kind of shows a different side of, of Canada um, to a lot of players that would have never witnessed that before. Awesome thanks Brooke appreciate it and uh, good luck for the rest of the season and we'll see you back here in August. Awesome thanks so much. Five minutes, ten minutes, eight minutes, fifteen minutes—it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I'll take—I'll take two-minute conversation with Brooke. Her, uh, her, her energy and her, her, her happiness is mm, yeah. so infectious. Like even, yeah. even at the media at the media conference um, after mm -hmm. the after the golf that we we played, and they're all sitting up there, and you could just see. And the same thing with Lori Kane. I mean, it's it's like my goodness, like they just—they're happy. Yeah, they're, you super, know, they're just super happy. happy to be yeah. up there, happy to be talking about about this event being in Ottawa, mm -hmm. and um, you know, happy to be talking about Canadian golf and and the young the young women that are playing it. Like it's just it's infectious. You can't help but walk out of a media conference with them and go, All right, I'm, I'm I was yeah. I was in a crappy mood before, but I'm I'm happy now. But yeah, great I, interview. I yeah. you know short short and sweet and and mm -hmm. and wonderful. And yeah, you can tell the uh, the. The excitement in her <laughs> voice about uh, about about the uh, the, the rink, rink yeah. uh, if you will, is uh, is is awesome. 
and yeah, you know what? She grew up as a hockey player with the Smith Falls Bears. She was a goalie. Um, so, you know, it's big, to her, big to her. And, you know, as you heard in her voice there, she's kind of, you know, although she might have to explain a little bit to us, some of the other players <laughs> what this is all about, uh, you know, even even you know, talking about Lori Kane, she was like singing during the media day about how I wanted yeah. to have the Zamboni or whatever, uh, you know, and that's, that's sort of our, uh, you know, our last interview here, but certainly, you know, not, not last for any particular reason, but, um, you know, this was kind of an interesting interview for me. Uh, my family uh, is obviously tied to Prince Edward Island, where Lori is from. Um, this was kind of an, a little bit emotional, as you'll see yes. as we start the interview. Um, Lori, obviously, you know, announcing that this will be her last Canadian Open. Um, she, you know, this is her 30th uh, that's coming up. And I, I knew that was coming. Uh, I was tipped off about that. Uh, it didn't make it any less hard to hear it. No, uh, see no, the emotion not. in her voice and also see the reaction of Brooke as well. Cause I don't think Brooke was really aware. Uh, and then when she, you know, when she heard that you could see her well up as far as tears, she was very emotional. Um, so this was, this was good just to sit down with Lori, have that discussion as I, as I mentioned, seeing her from the first, first day, uh, yesterday and, you know, you know, she's five years older than me. Uh, but she's somebody that I've looked up to um, just the way she's conducted her career. She's always been a great ambassador, not only for Prince Edward Island, but for Canada as well. Obviously a member of the, you know, the order of Canada, the Canadian sports hall of fame, uh, et cetera, every award possible and, and certainly well-deserved. Uh, she's been an amazing ambassador for um, not only, you know, CP, uh, lots of other uh, different uh, charities. Uh, she spends a lot of time giving back to charity and, um, you know, getting to sit down with her, uh, overlooking the 18th at Ottawa Hunt, mm -hmm. uh, where she'll be making a significant walk, uh, you know, come August. Um, it was gracious of her to, to do this and sit down and, and talk about, you know, talk about her legacy, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what this event means to her and, and also talk about the future of golf in Canada. So uh, I thank Lori for, for doing that once again and, um, you know, granting us uh, a little time to have that conversation. All right, so here's uh, here's Scott's little sit down um, with uh, with uh, Canadian golf legend uh, Lori Kane. All right, so we're joined here by uh, Lori Kane, the great Lori Kane. Um, Lori, um, obviously, we're here for the CP Women's Open Media Day at the Ottawa Hunt Club. Uh, I will say, you just made me cry a few minutes ago, and I, I know obviously it's very emotional for you. Um, you know, this is going to be your 30th CP Women's Open, and you've mentioned it's going to be your last. Um, you're not retiring from golf, but no. uh, as you mentioned, it's going to be the last time coming up to that fairway. Uh, kind of what went into that decision for you, and um, maybe just share a little bit uh, your thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, so um, thank you. Uh, it's, I, I think a couple of things. I think COVID kind of put me in a place where um, I wasn't playing as much competitive golf as I felt I needed to be to be um, sharp. Um, which is unfortunate because, you know, I, that's what we like to do is compete. And, uh, I never wanted to have the feeling that I was taking up space. And the last little while I, I kind of felt that, you know, the less I was out on tour, um, the less I thought I should be really, uh, taking a spot at the CP women's open, uh, away from a potential, another potential Canadian possibly. And, um, I mean, I absolutely love what I do. I, I practice and work as hard now as I ever did. 
but it's just it needs to come to an end at some point. And uh, my playing time is, like you said, is not over. I think just uh, coming, I think I can still be a part of things um, and not necessarily have to play. Gotcha. The Ottawa has played a big role, a big chapter in your career. Uh, a number of national championships here, uh, a number of a number of tournaments, uh, including a win here yes. uh, in the Canadian Women's uh, Tour yeah. back in the day. Uh, why, why don't you explain a little bit about your relationship with Ottawa and the events that you played here and, and how you've always been received here? Yeah, so um, going back, wow, well, um, 94, I think we yeah. played the Des Maurier <laughs> series, which was then. Uh, Tommy Moore caddied for me. Um, I really felt that week like I'd become a member because it was such a, a, a warm um, feeling of being here. And since then, um, every time there's been an event here, it's even just gotten better. So I kind of do feel like a member. Um, to be in our nation's capital, I don't know that you can find a more proud Canadian than myself. Um, and to be a member of the Order of Canada, uh, to have received it here on the Hill, um, and all of that, what it stands for is, uh, it's, it's, I guess about me. So I, I thought this would be a really nice time to continue to showcase, uh, this great country of ours and, uh, to my, to our LPJ friends as Brooke and I shared in the presser. And then, um, it just feels right. Do you feel in some sense, obviously you're here with uh, Brooke Henderson today, but do you feel in some sense that there's a little bit of a handoff? from you to her a little bit in, in the fact that you know, you're know you sort of, as you said, walking up that fairway, um, you know, are you willing to give her that role or you're- Well, you're... you know, I think she's done a, um, she's that and more, uh, 11 wins. Uh, that's more than any man or woman Canadian. She's still chasing uh, your top 10 record though. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> I've got something. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think Brooke is, is prepared and has shown us mm -hmm. that uh, in her very young years, um, like I think back, I was 30 when I got on tour full time. She's not close to 30. No. So it's, it, yeah, she's, she's doing all the right things. And uh, um, I would still like to be the person that can be supportive of, of young women and, and young men for that matter. Uh, playing this crazy game uh, at the highest level that they can and uh, to showcase Canada and then also to help CP continue to do what they do in the communities they do business. What's your uh, recent thoughts on the announcements from, uh, you know, Golf Canada uh, with the support of the foundation, Kevin Blue, obviously trying to get more Canadians on tour. As you said, you know, you've played a little bit of a mentor role, a lot yeah. of a mentor role to a yeah. lot of these players and they, they look up to you. Um, what are your thoughts on that and the potential for those, uh, you know, that many Canadians to get to the LPGA and PGA yeah, Tour. That's that's a lofty goal, but I think it's one that can be attained with with the right planning. Um, I think the naming of Sal and Jen as as the uh, female coaches. Um, I got to spend uh, a day and a half with the team um, at a camp they had at um, TPC Toronto, mm -hmm. um, and I was really pleased with what I was watching. Um, but I also was pretty direct with the girls as well because, uh, as I said in the presser, you, you know, Xander asked what, you know, how do you encourage younger players? Well, there's a responsibility that comes to yourself. If you want to play this game at a high level, it's going to take commitment and, and you're going to have sacrifices. Um, 
and you have to do things uh, for yourself. Um, my dad uh, and mom always said, leave it better than you found it. So I, I really think that if we can encourage uh, young women that there's support behind them, um, but they have to do the work. We can't, you know, we take them to the trough, but you can't get them to drink. Um, I think there's opportunity. And I, I know that, um, you know, I watched my first years on tour and Don Co. Jones and Lisa Walters and Gail Graham were being successful. And then Sandra Post had won, you know, three times and majors. And that excited me to be able to, you know, push myself. So, um, you know, I'll probably be the the foot in a few butts to say, you know, you want this, you got to work at it, yeah. and and you have to be accountable. I mean, Golf Canada is putting their name on it. They've got to have accountability across the board, yeah. uh, mostly with the athletes to be accountable to themselves and to the program. And I think um, that we just need to sit back and allow Kevin and the the team to come together and come up with a strategy that's going to work because we are a big country. Mm -hmm. um, I look at the things that are being done in Australia and I look at Kari's commitment to, um, you know, the series that she has. And I've been down there enough to know and I've watched. Uh, they're doing it right mm -hmm. and they're, they're producing. So I haven't had a chance to speak to Kari um, in quite some time, but I know when I do see her that I'm going to be picking her brain as to um, how she addresses the kids because she does a hell of a job. Yeah, I mean, obviously, players like Hannah Green, you know, were recipients yeah. of that and, yeah. and made... Uh, and made, Minji Lee. And Minji and, Lee, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, so great success that way. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Xander. Nice to see him here today. Obviously, he was the uh, the ACP ambassador the last time uh, it was here. What's it mean to have the kids here? Uh, I know, uh, you know, you're a huge component as far as heart health, mm -hmm. uh, the effort that CP makes within the community and you know the personal impact yeah. of that as well. Um, how important is it to see those faces here? Well, I think it's very important because I, I spoke earlier to someone that, that I said, we need to do a better job of telling the story for CP and the investment that they make. And then what everyone who donates money to something wants to know where the money's going. And Xander, Aurora, uh, the families that are willing to share you know, the stuff that's going on at CHEO, um, this new lab, the cath lab that's going to be, uh, well, was established probably with the dollars that we raised last time we were here. Um, the newer things that are going to come down the pipeline are all as a result of um, a golf tournament, funny enough, that uh, has a railroad who likes to give back to the communities they do and, and encourage uh, the community to give back to. So it's a win-win. But to see Xander... Um, He's a, he's a special one, but they all are special. And I, I think I've been very fortunate. Um, as Brooke gets on here, she will get to be able to be more part. Um, I've been doing that side of it just on a time-wise because, you know, I, I try to do as much heavy lifting tournament week as I can to, to allow her to just do what she wants to do. Yeah. Or needs to do, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting here uh, right overlooking the 18th at the Ottawa Hunt Club. Um, what do you think it's going to be like? Have you sat and you thought about it? I mean, yeah. obviously you've thought about it, but have you really thought about what it's going to be to walk up that fairway? Well, if it, I'm, I'm going to have to do a little bit better than I did when I was um, coming up with the words to, to, to actually say out loud to anybody but uh, a few people that did know. Um, yeah, I'll either have Danny Sharp 
uh, walking beside me or my niece Charlotte. And either way, it will be uh, it will be good. Um, you know, sometimes just making the decision is the toughest part. But it will be. Uh, it w I won't lie to you. It will be quite emotional. And hopefully, it's on Sunday. And hopefully, it's on Sunday. Thanks, Lori. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Again, you know, emotional. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell that there's there's emotion there now you know 30th uh, canadian women's open yeah. um last as a player but mm -hmm. not last no. uh not last in involvement um i'm laurie will be involved as long as she can possibly be involved in in uh you know women's golf at the in in canada and mm -hmm. uh and continued promotion and uh, and you know aid in the growth of the game yeah uh, she's from, not disappearing I'm, no, not not at all. Now it's interesting. Um, when I started Flagstick in 1996, mm -hmm. um, the CP uh, Women's Open was the Demorier Classic back then, yep. and yep. as part of the Demorier Classic, there was a uh, small series called the mm -hmm. Demorier Series. Yep. And one of the stops on the Demorier Series was at the Rivermeet Golf Club, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Lori, she won that series event. So this was back when they were doing that. And she was one of, when I started the magazine, she was one of my very first uh, interviews. interviews yeah. where, and I was nervous as hell. Like, I mean, I swear <laughs> God, I was like. Of all I mean, the people to be nervous time, around, right? I well, mean, yeah. And, you I mean, realize I was a, that eventually, yeah. I was a rookie. <laughs> I just started this magazine. I, yeah. I mean, I by no means, and you know this, by no means was I a writer or a journalist. My gosh, I mean, are you kidding right. me? Um, you know, I was an advertising sales guy. I was a marketing guy. I was a design guy. I was, you know, I was not in over my head, but I was doing what you needed to do to start a, a you know, a, a publication up like that. You didn't hire everybody to do everything for you. That's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why, you know, back in 1996, you were, you were writing stuff uh, behind the counter at the golf shop that you were mm -hmm. part owner of back then and trying to help me out. Cause I got, I couldn't start a story let alone finish one. <laughs> But I was doing an interview, and here's Lori Kane. Now, Lori Kane back then was Lori Kane. I mean, she was somewhat iconic, started. you know. Yeah. But she was, you know, she was not was she was not the Lori Kane that she is now. No, um, no. But she was on her way up, and mm -hmm. she won this event. And I had to do an interview, and she was like, I was, I didn't know what to ask, and like I was like, uh, I have my little <laughs> my little thirty five millimeter camera that I had to get the film developed and black and white film and all that stuff. And she's sitting there. She says, "I'm going to interview," and she's just like, she's like, "It's okay, relax." She's just ask me That's what you funny. want to ask me, and I'm like, that just that just that personifies That's Lori Kane right there. Yeah. She's standing in front of yeah. this, you know, you know, twenty five year old like kid more or less i mean yeah. and even though she's only you know at she's the time 30, she's only she five 30, years yeah she went 34 yeah or so she's, that point, she's yeah. older than me but not by much yeah. and yeah. she's just like just relax yeah ask me what you want to ask me like <laughs> and, that, and that's questions. and that's pretty funny because you know you consider how that went full circle and you know uh, i think we've talked about it a little bit before but you know going to prince edward island a few years ago and yeah. it was the first time that and running ever, into her in the parking yeah, lot first and... time you'd ever been to prince edward island and yeah. you know it was a pouring raining day a rainy day at glasgow hills and you know there's nobody else playing the golf course that day no. i mean it was it was not fit for ducks and uh you know <laughs> well, we, get, we, we we get set up 
to play and, and drive into the parking lot where we're lonely because there's nobody else in the parking lot. And here comes this red convertible Mustang pulled up behind <laughs> us and, and it's Lori. So, you know, and, you know, greet you like you're a family member. And, you know, that's just just the way she is. And she yeah. treats everyone that way. And, you know, obviously you got to experience that and, and her graciousness, even from early on and knowing it. And, you know, as yeah. she said, she didn't she didn't really, you know, she didn't really turn pro until she was 29. She had finished, a, you know, school at Acadia and, and first year on the LPGA was, uh, you know, at age 30. So she had a little bit more experience than some people. But, uh, you know, she's remained that way. She's she's the same. She's just a approachable uh, as anyone um she's just so kind and and uh, you know i could go on forever and yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people could anybody that's anybody that's had an experience with Lori can tell you that um you know she's super genuine and uh you know again um an, an emotional announcement for her at the cp women's open media day and and she said you know a little bit after outside the interview um that she's sort of glad that she actually let it out on uh, on the media day that it just didn't build yeah. up and and it was just going to be you know happen that day and announced and she said that she feels that will take a little bit of a pressure uh pressure off of it um but it's going to be a celebration it really yeah. is and, and you know and it's uh we're fortunate that she gets to have that celebration here i know, you know isn't in, that the uh, national capital yeah yeah it's 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 great for for the game of golf it's great for women's golf and it's great for us in this region to to have that happening at this year's CP Women's Open, and um, and let's let's hope uh, as emotional as that walk up eighteen is going to be in her her final round of the CP Women's Open. Let's hope that that walk up eighteen is on Sunday. Yeah, it's exactly exactly what we said in the interview. You know, we we hope it's on on Sunday. We really do. Um, <clears throat> no matter what, though, um, you know, she's she's done Canada proud. She's done herself proud. And uh, it'll be a fun week. It'll be a fun addition to the week. And uh, just another reason to celebrate what's going to be a great event. Cool. All right. Well, that um, that kind of wraps up all of our CP Women's Open talk for this week. Like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Be great more. interviews, Scott. Yeah. Um, Thank you. you know, some some great stuff there for everybody. Uh, um, if you don't have a chance to listen to all three interviews uh, at once, that's fine. That's why we post these things on YouTube. Uh, and that's why we uh, we upload them to uh, the various places that you can that you're downloading the podcast and listening to it. Just save it, listen to it after, listen to it over and over again, uh, whatever you like. Um, but uh, great stuff, uh, and looking forward to August uh, at the uh, at the Ottawa Hunt and Golf Club. All right, um, moving right through, we've uh, we've got uh, one more big segment on uh, this week's yeah. Flagstick Podcast. Uh, is uh, Product Watch. Product Watch is uh, brought to you by Greensmere Golf and Country Club. Save 40% on all-day green fee rates with FlexPass for only $425 plus tax. Visit greensmere.com for more information to pick up your FlexPass. Now, Product Watch, we, we said right off the top, this is this is coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> this hey, wasn't planned based no, I, on me playing golf this no. week uh, at the Hunt Club, but um yes the beginning of this year going back a bunch of podcasts we said that i made the decision that uh i wanted to get some new clubs yep and i wanted to uh i wanted to try something different and there's there are some some clubs that i was really kind of interested in i liked how they look but i mean of course i how they look how they perform different you know different animals but i liked how these looked and i uh and i was very fortunate that um our good friends at uh, cleveland Strixon, um golf canada 
Max Christensen, uh, he, they set me up with, uh, with a brand new set of irons this year, brand new set of woods, hybrid, new putter, which was mm-hmm. a major new thing for me because that's, mm-hmm. I've, I've changed things here and there over the years, but my putter has been pretty standard for quite a long time. All right. Before uh, we get too far, okay. here's the really big thing. I want to see how you're going to pronounce the name of these irons, not the brand name, but we're in Canada. So is it the one or the other? Is it the Americanized name? You'll know what you say. <laughs> you'll know what I'm saying as soon as you say it, because I've heard da, it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it in other ways. And then people are like, no, that's not the way to say it. And I'm like, well, we're in Canada. So that's just the way we say it. So you go ahead and say well, what I'm going to say it. And maybe I'm going to be wrong. But <laughs> now you're thinking about it. <laughs> the, the, the product watch, the product watch this episode is the uh, is the Srixon. ZX seven irons. Okay. Not yeah. ZX. ZX seven <laughs> irons. Um, this is what's in my bag. Uh, yeah. and and let me tell you, um, I know Scott's got gonna get it maybe a little bit more of the technical side of yeah, the clubs. It's not but but the thing is it you know, it's not really so much about the technical side. I could spout off some marketing technical terminology for you, yeah. but the bottom line with these ones and just the because this happened, you know, this week that I, I finally had a chance to play them. I, uh, I re-gripped them, all the clubs. I re-gripped everything. Uh, I do my own re-gripping. You don't have to, but I do my own. And um, I re-gripped them, and uh, they were awesome in my hands. And they, they, they feel so mm. soft. Yeah. Uh, these irons are they're, they're beautiful looking when I put them down. I'm not one that likes a clunky-looking iron um clunky being thick top line yeah, thick lots top of offset line. sorry yeah, let me yeah, let me yeah. you know i don't want to make the negative here but uh, yeah. i don't like a thick top line i don't really like to see the back of the club when i set it down on the ground like the right. like some of them that are a little bit thicker on the top and the thicker uh sole sole yep um i'm more of a blade guy but obviously i'm not a blade player right now but these are very very blade looking when you set them down mm-hmm. a very, very thin much. top line very clean clean lines uh, leading edge uh, is very easy to line up for me. Uh, yeah. You know, slightly for, rounded toe. It's not a really sharp toe. Yeah, um, steel shafts uh, for me in these. Uh, in these, which uh, my previous set of golf clubs that I was using, I was using. I had um, graphite shafts in, and mm-hmm. uh, really good graphite shafts. And and maybe at some point I I might pop pop them and switch. Uh, but I really liked how these felt uh, pop, when I hit pop them. And switch is that is that your uh... Oh God! Don't even go there. Switch. Okay, we're doing product watch. We're not doing TikToks. God, not the TikToks. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, these are very and they and they felt so awesome for you know for being the first time I played them. I barely mm-hmm. even hit any on the range. Like I might have hit an eight iron and a six iron, a pitching wedge, and and they felt great on the range. I'm like, All right, yeah. let's go, you know, and yeah. and and they were awesome. Uh, it's just an awesome club. Uh, yeah, th- this is an iron or, or these category of irons. You know, they've they've obviously had the ZX5, ZX7s, but the ZX7s uh, predominantly, you know, they've been a choice for a lot of players that have been, you know, agnostic in their mm-hmm. choices, especially when we go to the tour level. Uh, we saw see a lot of players who maybe are not under contract uh, that, you know, slip these or Mizuno iron kind of into their bag. Uh, and, and if you deal with fitters and I obviously, uh, you know, have friends with a, a fair number of fitters that, you know, do agnostic fitting around the country. And, you know, this has proven to be a very popular iron with them for a number of reasons. 
Uh, one, that feel. Obviously, it's a single piece forging. So a lot of people like that uh, as far as the feel of it um, because of the softness of it as well. But, you know, not excessively, but enough as far as the feel and the performance. They're malleable enough that they're easy to uh fit for loft and lie changes, uh, for an example. Uh, and as you said, for a player that's maybe used to kind of want that blade look, but mm -hmm. they want the performance, they want some help, they want some heavy, higher uh, moment of inertia, less twisting of a, you know, of cavity back iron. Uh, this provides kind of the best of, of both worlds. So, which is kind of, kind of nice. And, and uh, as I said, th this would be more the player style with a slightly narrower sole um zx5 or zx5 i almost said zx5 uh zx5 uh has a little wider sole a little bit different shape a little help a little bit more help that way uh but these ones in particular certainly for any player that's kind of in that player's category that wants that performance but wants a little bit of help they, they sort of fit right in there yeah um well i enjoyed them i enjoyed playing them i'm going to enjoy playing a few more rounds of golf hopefully with them mm -hmm. um and uh thanks again to uh to Max and, and the team at Cleveland uh, Srixon Canada um, for uh, uh, Mint, Green, Mint Green Group, I should say, yep. um, for uh, setting me up with those. But, uh, but if you get a chance, uh, have a look at these these irons. Um, yeah. And um, I, think you'll, I think you'll see what I saw. Mm -hmm. uh, and even if the ZX7 is not the one for you, they do have other uh, irons in the line that are, that are also very clean, some more game improvement uh, style. Um, yep. But these were awesome, and I really enjoyed them. So, Perfect. All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it, Scott. That's going to do it for episode lucky 13 uh, of the Flagstick <laughs> Podcast. Lots of stuff that we got through uh, this week. Uh, lots of great announcements. Uh, uh, Lori Kane uh, announcement. Brooke Henderson getting the uh, key to the city. Have do we maybe have one more announcement? Oh, maybe yes. A, maybe a uh, contest. My bad. My we, bad. We had Let's... a few people. We teased yeah. it last week. My bad. We had a few people asking about it. We've had a few people jumping on to be subscribers. Yes, because we, we did mention that. We did mention that you could start. We were going to do this. So, yes. Exactly. So, why don't you reveal um, the details of that? YouTube is uh, one of the, um, the uh, uh, areas where this podcast is available. Um, yep, one of our platforms and uh, obviously it's available in audio forms and stuff but youtube is and we, we're really we're trying to do more with the youtube channel uh mm -hmm. not just this podcast whether it's other special interviews whether it's additional golf instruction whether it's product reviews or product like you know yeah. little course things that we're going we're going to be adding and, and doing some different things over the course of the season and and beyond with the youtube channel so we really want to encourage people to subscribe to the youtube channel and um Sometimes you got to give people a little nudge, you know, once you see what's on there, I think you're going to enjoy it, but you need a little push in the right direction. So why not have a contest? Mm -hmm. So we are launching, uh, technically, uh, launched last uh, week, but we're officially launching our, uh, our flagstick.com flagstick YouTube channel contest, um, where you can win a Cleveland frontline putter. Mm -hmm. a Cleveland RTX Zipcore wedge mm -hmm. or a dozen Strixon Z-Star Tour golf balls. Nice. Um, what do so they have to do to Three good eligible. little prizes there. You got to go to the YouTube channel. You have to subscribe to the YouTube channel and you have to leave a comment saying, I want, I I want to win free stuff. 
<laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. I want to win free stuff. Yeah. And if you want to win free stuff, which who doesn't want to win free stuff, uh, then you leave that comment and boom, you're entered into the draw. And um, yeah. we've got about uh, two or three weeks, three weeks uh, of this uh, contest campaign that we're going to do um, alongside of our good uh, friends uh, with uh, Cleveland Strixon and the Mint Green Group that are helping sponsor this contest for us. And um, yeah, and you can leave it. You can leave that comment on any video. Yeah, it doesn't well. matter you know, if, you, if you're going yeah. through. We'll, we'll see that. Uh, obviously, we get to see who the, who the subscribers are. And yeah, we'll we'll do a random draw is what we're going to do for those prizes. Yeah. And we'll do that from our, our subscribers. And, you know, don't don't just do it for the contest. No, I mean, do no. it for the content as well. Content. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So, like we said, we think once you're once you're there, once you see this, some of the stuff we're doing on YouTube now, uh, beyond just the podcast, I think mm-hmm. you'll uh, you'll be happy that you did subscribe. So, yeah, for sure. Um, there. There you go. So that's the contest. OK. Now we got to get out. Show's over. You got uh, thanks, of course, to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, the Kevin Heem Golf School, and our presenting sponsor this week, Strixon Golf Balls. Whether you're looking for a premium urethane option in the Z-Star Series, a quality budget option in the soft feel, or somewhere in between with the Z-Q-Star uh, Tour, Strixon Golf is bound to present an option that will work for your game. For more information, visit Strixon.ca. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I know you're enjoying the podcast. Come on. Who am I I kidding? You're loving it. You're loving hearing it. And we want you to watch it. So get it to the YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, and of course, Apple podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel contest, YouTube channel, uh, like us, click the notification bell to make sure that you don't miss a single episode and uh, be sure to get over to flagstick.com. Tons and tons of great golf content delivered to the website all the time daily. So you don't want to miss any of that. You got it. All right. Well, once again, we appreciate you tuning in and listening and watching us. I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. And always remember, go for the stick.